Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Spatial reasoning and math, managing stress, Discoculia in the kitchen, COVID-19 and ADHD resources for Discoculia interventions. This is our podcast for week 32 of 2020 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for inviting me back. Absolutely. Always happy to be here. Absolutely. We couldn't do it without you. Now, today we'll talk first about spatial reasoning and math. What have those two to do with each other? Well, there are actually very much related. Now this is um, a a link to information from the Math Education Research Journal from May 2020 this year and it's written by Elise Resnick from Canberra in Australia and um, yes uh, there is this really special relationship between spatial reasoning and then also uh, spatial um, Uh, noticing and and being aware of of, uh, spatial uh, information and math. Mm -hmm. Now, spatial reasoning is um, related to a whole series of skills and they involve mainly mental manipulation of two and three dimensional uh, shapes and relations between them and within objects. So, so how does that help you with math? Well, there's a lot of math if you uh, transpose um, or enlarge or shrink uh, shapes. That has a lot to do with um, your proportional reasoning. And proportional reasoning, fractions, decimals and percent are really uh, very important uh, parts. And for my uh, practice, the kids with dyscalculia really... Um, have a hard time with that so anything that you can do to help them with that topic is uh, beneficial so let me tell you this this relationship uh, between spatial reasoning and math achievement is not new it's it's very consistent and um, say in the PISA the program for international student assessment we have uh, for years seen that countries who have higher math scores also have higher scores on the uh, space and shape uh, section. Okay. So the good news, luckily, is okay. that is you, can, yes. you can actually... I was waiting for that. What is the good news? The good news <laughs> is that you can actually train spatial reasoning. Okay. And this will have no doubt a positive impact on the student's mathematical achievement. So please uh, click on this link if you're interested in uh, this uh, uh, connection. It's a whole issue of uh, Math Education Research Journal focusing on that spatial reasoning and math. And there are basically two groups of articles. Uh, Some articles are more theoretical and explain the background. And some are more practical, and that's probably where you want to go. There are special lesson plans, but uh, they also say that not all educators were ready to implement it. So you do need to read it and and, um, familiarize yourself with it. Okay. 
very important topic. Okay. Well, our next uh, our next link is about managing stress. Now, is is this about mad anxiety again? Um, yes, partly, but stress in general um, is um, like we have one of the books um, um, that said that was titled "Stress: The On and Off Button for Learning." Okay. Um, and and all psychologists will agree with that that if a child, whatever type of stress um, he he or she encounters in his life, it is. Um, bound to have a negative right. effect on learning in general yeah, not specifically on math so this specific link refers back to a study from 2018 and they found that uh, over 90 percent of teachers actually experience stress the teachers yes the teachers okay so it's very likely that that trickles over to the kids if, if these are the people who are educating our right. kids right um it's important to give them some tips and tricks to get that stress under control. Now, working with children who have learning disabilities uh, adds to that. That's specifically mentioned as something that stresses them out and exhausts their normal compassion for students as it takes too much time from them. So, in general, teachers really love to help the kids and even more so the kids who have a learning disability but not all teachers have the um, the tools and the knowledge how to do that so they're kind of pulling their hair out they want to try all kind of things mm -hmm. they they don't know what to do and then they start even sometimes thinking that it's their fault that that child is not making progress so um, there are a lot of self-care tactics uh, mentioned here okay um, things that are are kind of generic like get enough sleep eat healthy move <laughs> okay and also tips to make your classroom uh, a low stress zone uh, so have some quiet time uh, take some breaks um, allow for time to organize and also for the kids so that they organize themselves they even mention soft music so a really nice uh, nice link good 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 yeah teachers should really go there our next uh, link is uh, pretty hilarious it's a picture and it talks about discoculia in the kitchen yeah you see some sorry burnt food there um and if you just pay attention how much math you actually use when cooking um ranging from weighing volumes to estimating the time it takes until everything would be ready uh, more or less at the same time when you put it on the table that would be helpful yeah. yes and and most people do this naturally there they remember their experiences when something was not ready when they wanted to right. uh, start their dinner right but for people with dyscalculia this can be really challenging and uh having to change recipes for another uh, number of people that they're cooking for all all these type of things are, are really uh, more challenging. So I'm afraid that pictures like this could uh, <laughs> probably happen every day in the kitchen of some yes. person. There's a lot of pain out. out there. There's a lot of pain out there. All right. Our, our next link says uh, COVID-19, huh? the horrible uh, virus that's uh, causing the uh, pandemic and ADHD. Now, how are those two related? Yeah, this is a great initiative from the ADHD Foundation, and they have produced a little book 
that they provide for free to talk about with your children, also for the students in your class who are anxious about the COVID-19 virus. Now, it's very important to understand, stay close to the feelings of your uh, children. It is a lot that comes to them, not seeing friends, not being uh, allowed to hug their grandparents, not going to school, right. wearing face masks all day. All these things are kids. really um, generating stress. And let's not forget that a lot of students who have ADHD experience higher stress levels anyway. Anyway, yeah. So I cannot yeah. praise this little lovely book enough. Uh, there are many illustrations. It's uh, clear, concise, 15 pages, published by uh, Nosy Crow and written by Elizabeth Jenner, Kate Wilson, and Nia Roberts, and most importantly, very nicely illustrated by Axel Sheffer. So good, click good, on this link and resource. see for yourself. Absolutely. Now, talking about the resources, our last link for the week uh, talks about the resources for dyscalculia interventions. So, what do we have here? Now, this is um, information provided by Brooks Publishing, mm -hmm. uh, a very useful blog that captures some resources from various other great places and presents them as resources for dyscalculia interventions. So it's easy read and uh, there are links to purchase also various resources. Now, they highlight three principles and they are key for dyscalculia intervention. First of all, fortify math foundation. Like we always say, start right. at the basis, make sure yeah. they understand the uh, basic um, the basic concepts. Then weave in concepts with language connections. If they understand it with more language, also uh, they can better relate to it, make that little story, explain it not only with numbers, but also uh, with words, and then um, like we also saw in a previous post this week, remember that emotions rule. So please stay away from those um, anxiety uh, type um, remarks like, um, well, you just need to focus or you just need to pay more attention. Well, <laughs> <No>. they <laughs> are paying attention. They are, they are focusing. They're yeah, trying, the but they just do not know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot to be said about these, but our listeners should read it for themselves. Also, uh, they may be interested in our 10 golden rules for dyscalculia interventions. Yes. A little bit more um, extensive and you can find them in a free webinar about this that runs every week on uh, webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Dr. Schroeder. I hope to see you back next week. And uh, Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. And you can go to her. She has a training center, the Discoculia Training Center. And, uh, and you can find that on discoculiatrainingcenter.com. And that's where you can read all about the uh, course that she has uh, where you can develop to become a dyscalculia tutor. We encourage you to go there and we hope that you'll be back next week. Dyscalculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Dyscoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. 
You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.